Welcome to What Did We Just Read, a podcast where two best friends read books and push each other out of their genre comfort zone. This episode might feel a little bit different this week because I kind of went on a 90-minute rant. Unfortunately, Justin and I were not fans of Captivated by Tessa Bailey and Eve Dangerfield, and I will definitely give y'all the tea on what bothered us about this book. It just contained a lot of tropes that Justin and I find grating and annoying, and they were hard to overlook. We've already read and loved another Tessa Bailey book, so we're just going to assume this is a rare dud. I'm also going to start this podcast off with a trigger warning. The main characters in this book have a rape fantasy slash stalker kink that carries throughout. One thing I will say is that the kink in this book was not one of my red flags. It could be triggering because of the kind of kink, but not because the kink in this book is poorly written, if that makes sense. Despite how much we dislike this book, I really enjoyed ranting about it, and I think y'all are in for a funny episode regardless. Hi, Justin. Hey, what's up? How's it going? It's okay. Pretty good. Okay. Uh, I would tell you how this episode is going to go, okay? I'm going to yeah, say, just, I'm yeah. gonna say like, hey, Justin, how are you? And you're gonna tell you're gonna give me a quick little thing about like you know what you've done this week, and then you're gonna be like, and you know, and then you'll be like, okay, Maya, now what what did you do this week? And I'll tell you, I'll do a quick little thing, <laughs> and then we're gonna jump into it because I hated this book, and I need <laughs> to get my thoughts out on it. <laughs> that is completely acceptable, and I understand. Okay, so and scene. Hey, Justin, what what's up this week? What you what did you do this week, huh, buddy? Hey, what's up, Maya? Uh, nothing really. Yeah, supernatural. <laughs> uh, nothing nice. really. <laughs> I didn't do anything really this week. Uh, today is Friday. Um, yeah. I, I, I've been on vacation since Thursday because I thought that we were going to be going to Top Taco, but COVID changed that, Yeah. and it got pushed back to October. Uh, well, so it was COVID, but then it was also after Ida, uh, uh, after Ida Park also. got fucked up. Yeah. Yes, I was also supposed to have today off, and then yeah. it was supposed to be today off, and then I do have Monday off, because my, wait, no, yeah, no, it's it's today off, and then I actually ended up taking off Monday as well, because yeah. my dad is coming tomorrow. Hell yeah. Um, but those things were not actually supposed to line up before. Look at nature. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, things weren't supposed to, well, they, were, they weren't originally going to line up, and then my dad had to move his trip, because Southwest was like, oh, it's canceled, area's blighted. Um, <laughs> makes, <laughs> makes sense. And so I was like, okay, cool, I already have Friday off, and then he wasn't even going to come in Friday, because my brother has football games. So, <laughs> why did you take yesterday <laughs> off? Because originally, Top Taco was supposed to be Thursday. Why did you need so, the whole day off for that? Didn't first of all, I don't, I don't like going to work, so... <laughs> I don't. I, li- I literally don't need an excuse to take off. Okay, fair enough. I was, like didn't start till like eight, so <laughs> you were just. It started at six. You're like, oh yeah, I got an event. I got it. Right it started after- at six. Did it? I it at yeah. Eight. No, I got the VIP ticket. Do I have a VIP? Do I have a VIP ticket? I don't know. <laughs> VIP, you got to go in at six though. Well. I hope I have a VIP ticket because Christoph bought our tickets and I hope he's not expecting me to give him a ride and then just wait in the car <laughs> for an hour. Um, I don't know. That might, be, that might be something you have to take up with uh, <laughs> our sweet friend Christoph. Now I'm going to be like, so I guess you, uh, I guess you just uh, get in there when I get to go. <laughs> have VIP. I don't fuck about your VIP tickets. <laughs> I don't have VIP tickets. <laughs> I, I don't have 
the Uber does not have a VIP ticket, so I'm not really <laughs> sure what the, what, the, what, the, what the move is, buddy. Hey, that's a good shirt. I don't think I've ever seen you wear that shirt. Oh, yeah. This is a, I'm wearing a Cruel Intentions shirt. Uh, Cruel Intentions is one of my favorite movies and has just one of the hottest, like, sex scenes in a movie. Like, <laughs> that Ryan Phillippe, he can, he can still get it to this day. To this day. And Reese Witherspoon can get it. To this day. To this day. Hey, look, I just want to address the uh the intro from last week, alright? <laughs> <laughs> what was wrong? I with woke it? it's fine. Okay, for you can hear in my voice how defeated and tired I am. Right? <laughs> so jarring. <laughs> I come in so hard. Okay, look. First of all, I recorded at like 6 a.m. So I was like fresh out of sleep. And I was like, oh, fuck. I got to record this. So I recorded it. And then my nose. So my nose gets stuffy in like Mm -hmm. the uh, beginning of the day. Then the morning. The morning times. Yes. Okay. And I don't know why. And so my nose was stuffy. I was tired. And I was like, I'm going to do this in one shot. And I did it in one shot. I edit. I took out like three words, and then I was like, "This is fine. I'm gonna post it. <laughs> this is, it's already a day late. I need this. Or two days late. I need this to be posted." Yeah, you sounded hella rough. Yeah, it was, it was bad. So sorry about that, guys. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's fine. It's all right. It's not a best intro you've ever done. <laughs> it's not. I would Yikes. say a lot about all of those. If that was the best one you've ever done, I don't think I did anything this week. Went to work. I did stuff. I'm cleaning up for my. I'm cleaning up my house for my dad. Oh, so I've been trying to find fucking. You know, my thing is cheesecakes. I make cheesecakes. My dad's coming into town, and I need to like amend mm-hmm. my fall cheesecake. And so I was like, perfect opportunity to make a cheesecake because I'm inviting my in-laws over so they can come have dinner with us and my dad. We're gonna cook for them. So supplies have been a little bit like some things have been a little bit harder to find post Ida because yeah. of like you know it's hard for them to get supplies in. The runs haven't been. They're not like fully up and running except. That the item I can't find is ginger snap cookies. <laughs> Those aren't perishable. People love ginger snap cookies. I mean, I like them. They're, they're, like, you know, if I have extras, I'll eat them. But like milk, fine. Cream cheese, fine. Sour cream, fine. 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 Lim- everything, fine. Ginger snaps. That's where I have the issue. <laughs> so, Fucking ginger snaps, dude. I had to switch. I'm actually going to make my my springtime lemon cheesecake for my dad. Nice. Because I could find, uh, I don't actually care about vanilla wafers. Like, I need, I use like a vanilla wafer type cookie for that crust. But it doesn't need to be like vanilla wafer brand. I just got like the generics. Mostly because the store also didn't have vanilla wafers. (laughs) (laughs) You know what they say, hurricane essentials. Ginger snaps, vanilla wafers. No, 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 no. What people did is, I, I could understand if I was trying to make my crust. Out of cosmic brownies. But ginger snaps? <laughs> Come on. What is this? Hurricane Essentials. I need ginger snaps. And I'm worried that I'm like never going to be able to find ginger snaps. I'm, I was like, I've gone to like three or four stores. I went to two different Winn-Dixies. I went to Lakeview yeah. Grocery, which is basically Robert's. And I went to Whole Foods. Surprising. And like none of them. Surprising. Very surprising. Snaps. Hey, look, if you guys want to send us ginger snaps, our P.O. box is... <laughs> I do not have a P.O. box. God, can you... It'd just be full all the time of just us never checking the mail. It'd be like, oh, fuck, we haven't gone to the post, op, post box in 
six months. It's like, oh, oh shit, it's been a year. <laughs> yeah, gone the, oh, we're we going to go there after the a year? Box. Still nothing in the box, actually. Still nothing there. Just empty. <laughs> no, that's not a thing. Um, okay, so moving on, because I want to, like, I don't, I'm foreseeing this episode just being me ranting, and so I'm going to try yeah. and, like, cut it down from its normal three hours <laughs> to, like, a, a manageable hour and a half, because I just can't do it, you know? I just can't drag this out. That's fair. First impressions of Captivated by Tessa Bailey and Eve Dangerfield. Yikes. Hey, look, I'm just going gonna, gonna to come right out and say it, all right? I didn't think that in my spare time <laughs> I would be reading uh I don't know I get a rape fantasy novel that is not a single part about what bothered me about this book I've read oh, worse no. <laughs> you've read worse it's not I mean like look I there's worse I don't it's not a kink that bothers me I you know I, I really try not to kink shame but it's not a kink that bothers me. I'm not kink shame, and I'm just it. I just wasn't prepared for it. I was also not super prepared for that to be the kink. Maybe I'll look at the. Um, let me let me go to Goodreads, and I will look up and see if that was actually mentioned in the blurb for the book because I, I'll probably mention it in the show notes. Not show, I guess. Trigger warning. You know that the main characters have a stalking slash rape kink rape fantasy kink that didn't bother me like i like it definitely caught me off guard it caught me off guard but it didn't bother me okay yeah the blurb does not mention at all that it just says like filthy nice. groundbreaking sex but it i that seems oh. I'll, I'll give it to them i don't know that writers were in 2018 making sure that they put like uh safety warnings in blurbs yeah but yeah so there's there's a rape fantasy kink surprise me didn't bother me in so fact completely only, off guard in fact the only reason i hated it was like that i hate like i couldn't get into it because i again you guys <laughs> if you check out my goodreads i've read some like some hardcore shit some hardcore shit nice i have read a literal <laughs> book where a where a character falls in love with the man who bought her she was sex trafficked Ooh. by her boyfriend, and she falls Yikes. like that man. And yes, granted, <laughs> the whole time I was reading it, I was like, I don't quite know how I feel about this. But it was, <laughs> it was really well written. Don't judge me, okay? I'm not. I'm not. I've reached that point of romance novels where the only either I'm going Christian or I'm going real dirty, and I'm not it, going Christian, okay? It, it was like such. I I do appreciate. The gradual increase from like, oh, this is fine. It's like, oh, this is kind of dirty. Then we're going gay. Yeah. Then rape fantasy. And it's like, oh, all right. <laughs> Underst- okay. okay. Yeah. I see the gradual progression. It's not my kink, but hey, you know, I'm not. You know, to each his own. You know it what I mean? It was okay. Really. It, the kink was fine. It was well done. I it think was, it was good. It was kink. straight. It was they, good. They did a good job. I, I don't think that there was as much. Most of the like super kinky books I've read have been gay yeah. um so i don't know if this is like a thing with like straight kink romances but i haven't i don't want to say it's a straight like it, it's a thing with straight kink romances but it wasn't a this is a kinky couple that is not in the kinky scene if that makes sense we're like most of the kink books i've read 
the people have been involved with like, you know, maybe they're like regulars at like a a a kink club. And yeah. so they're much more comfortable talking about things like limits, safe words. I like to this had safe words. I actually but I tend to prefer my books to have like like red, yellow, green safe words. I think that, that just is like I like it when it's like more universal. I like think people are like, we're not gonna do a a safe word like gold leaf because Yeah. <laughs> you just want your like safe word to be like very clear. Red, yellow, green. Like that's that's it. So this couple isn't in the kink scene. So they had a little bit of a conversation about like safe words. Um the male lead, who was the Dom in this situation, yeah, made sure to check in and he was actually reading his subs cues. And sometimes he would be like, you know what, I'm gonna pivot because it seems like she's not like a hundred percent here for this scene. Loved that. Yeah, that yeah. was great. But they didn't have like explicit conversations about Dom, sub, limits, things like that. Yeah, she was kind of just like, I want you to stalk me. <laughs> and he was like, all right. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, it wasn't like a, a way that you would normally bring someone into like, oh, I'm kinky. Yeah. Yeah, I. this is a book where I wrote a review. Uh, I'm glad. Uh, I don't know. I. I won't read it now because I need to, like, I don't want to, like, spoil anything for you guys in this spoiler-heavy <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah. But, like, typically, I only write reviews for books that are, like, one or five stars. Like, because it's a lot of, I, I read a lot of books. I can't, like. Yeah, you do. Like, a book and has to I, be, like, yeah. either exceptionally good or exceptionally bad. Or, like, there are a few, like, three-star books where I'm, like, eh, this is good. But, like, I just wanted to point out, like, something in this that I think was, like, mm-hmm. maybe not safe. Where it's like, it was fine, but, like, this might be a thing that you're interested in. This was a one-star review. <laughs> and I felt the need to write a review and talk about why. I'm going to jump into it because I don't want to be here all night because I absolutely will be. Did not like this book. <laughs> Didn't like it. You know, I, actually, what I wanted to say was, we start so many episodes where we're like, this was a like I struggled to read this book, but it was a good book. I just struggled to read it because of my own shit. Struggled to read this book because I hated it. And had it been any other book, I would have <laughs> I would have not finished it. Hey, look, I'm gonna be honest with our listeners and everyone. I skimmed through this book. All right, this 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 was a big skimmer for me. That's fine. It big skimmer. And I'm so I'm so upset because I love Tessa Bailey. I've read multiple Tessa. Bailey I books. know. I think I'm new to Eve Dangerfield, but I've read multiple Tessa Bailey books. I'm just blown away by how much I hated this book. <laughs> All right. So I don't go ahead. Oh, I don't know how Getaway Girl could be so phenomenal. <laughs> and then this one is just like, eh. I really had a hard time. Like I, the, f- I think I read most of it. I, I read about two thirds of it today. Because I had yeah. to, because we were going to record, and it's Friday, and we have to get it out, and I don't have time to record because my dad's going to be in town. Yeah. The first thirty percent took me about two days. Yeah, I read the entire book today. <laughs> it was, it was just hard. Because I was like, okay, so I read the first like ten pages, and I was like, all right, I guess we can try and read this. And then, as I went on, I was like. I'm just going to skim. There's no way. <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to skim through this. So we start, and this is my first thing from my review. It was just like <laughs> randomly and super jarringly offensive in the second paragraph of the book. <laughs> and that second sentence, like, th- honestly, 
I kept looking for more things that were like as offen- like super offensive. There was like one other thing, like maybe like a few pages late, like the second chapter of the book. Yeah. But it just set the tone for the rest. Like I could not stop thinking about this line. <laughs> so we meet Autumn. She is in her apartment. She's drunk. She's she's been, what? She's not typically a drinker. The line is, yeah. despite her working class background, Autumn had never been one to hit the bottle in times of stress. That's a fucked up thing to say. Yikes. That's the second paragraph. And the first paragraph is like two sentences. That's a really Yikes. fucked up thing to say about working class people that they drink. That's not cool. She's drinking because... Her, she's from Australian. She moved from Australia to the U.S., to New York City specifically, with New her York boyfriend, baby. Ian. Other thing, problem I have with the book, is that the main character, her name's Autumn. Her ex-boyfriend yeah. is one of my siblings' names. The other one is it's my sister's name. Yeah. <laughs> I changed his name to Blade. I'm going to be Blade? Ref- his name is Blake. I'm going to be referring to him as Blade because the content in this book, like normally like, it's, it's a little hard. My siblings actually tend to have, like, pretty common, like, romance novel names. Normally, yeah. I, I'm, it's easy for me to gloss over it. It was especially hard because I had to take fucking notes on this book. I couldn't just, like, poop. Yep. It was, like, no. Was, like, <laughs> you just couldn't delete it from your mind. You had to experience it. So, she moved from Australia to New York City. She's a veterinarian with her boyfriend, Jan. I'm going to call him Jan. I don't know. when. I'm going to call him Wynn. Okay. With her boyfriend, Wynn. <laughs> All right. He was in an he's an uh, aspiring actor or like improv person. Yes. And she moved to New York with him. She basically was supporting him, and then she found out uh, that he had been cheating on her with groupies. This what was a scumbag. Problem number two I had in the book: women hating women. So he cheated yeah. on her with people who would go to his improv shows. She would go to his improv shows sometimes, but like. Also, it's, I mean, I don't want to say that improv is bad, but, like, it's bad. So <laughs> so she's just been dumped by her cheating. Or she just dumped her cheating boyfriend. And she keeps yeah. harping in the first, like, few chapters about girls who are attracted to men who pretend to be chickens for lols. Being, like, basically being like, I can't believe that they're into dudes who are, like, into dressing up as chickens. Bitch, that's your boyfriend. You're, you're describing you, yourself. You are describing <laughs> yourself, actually. So fuck off with all of that. Let's take a step back. These women don't and look at ourselves. These women don't know about you. Yeah. Your your boyfriend's the one who's in a relationship. So like fuck off with all of this like ha ha ha. Can't believe these sluts are sleeping with dudes who like do improv. And it's like <laughs> bitch, you're sleeping with a dude who does improv. Also, she said later in the book that like she had like a higher like as the relationship was like going down, she's always had a really high sex drive. So even when, like their relationship was like almost on the outs, she would be like trying to. So you you want the dick, okay? <laughs> okay. I digress. <laughs> so she's depressed. Broke up the boyfriend. He's cheating on her. She had also been supporting him entirely for like six months. You hate Broke to see it. Him. Piece of shit. And she doesn't want to go home because she's embarrassed because her boyfriend cheated on her and just generally doesn't have a great relationship with her family. Everyone's okay. Not awesome. Not great. Uh, so her thing is drinking, and she starts drawing like sexy comics because like, yeah, she just, <laughs> just yeah because she didn't want to look at the women comics. in porn, which is like then look at gay porn, look at the men. It's an option. Hello. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> Hello. Mostly because the women kind of reminded her of like the bimbos who were after her boyfriend. Oh my god! And <laughs> you know, she's also like she's just horny. She's always had a hard sex drive. Now she doesn't have a boyfriend to like help her with her sex drive, and she's like insecure about dating uh, because she's shy. And also, problem number three that I had with this book. This is just the first chapter, by the way, everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first <laughs> the first three things that were like my issue yeah, yeah. came up mostly in the first chapter. She's 5'5". Five, five. That's fine. Be short. That's cool. <laughs> Go ahead, short queens. Let's do it. Go ahead, short kings. Go ahead, That's right. short. I don't want to say, I don't know what the gender Be- neutral for like royalty is, but like, go ahead, short, like. Viscount. I don't know. Um, Let's go with that. Just going to tell you right now that she's been drawing sexy comics about her landlord. His name is Blade. Like the vampire. (laughs) Like the vampire. Blade. She says that she's like 5'5". No, she's not 5'5". She's 5 foot. She's like barely 5 feet tall. Yeah. Bird boned. They say that on heaving bosoms. Bird boned. Bird boned. She describes Blade as... Being at least six and a half feet tall. It, <laughs> Stop doing <it's>, this. <laughs> I need writers to stop doing this for a few reasons. One, Explain. let's get some body diversity up in this bitch, okay? Where my where my bears at? Where my short dudes? Where my short tops? Where my twinks? Where, 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 where are my plus size women were being plus size? Like, I don't want to say like being plus size isn't their personality because it's, but like they make it their whole personality. Like, why is a woman's size her entire personality? Autumn's personality is small. Yeah. (laughs) Like very mousy. Small, mousy. Stop doing this. And especially stop putting five foot fucking fairies. (laughs) <laughs> with six five mountain men it is logistically weird Big i cannot boys. focus because all i'm thinking about <laughs> when it's like focus. oh we kiss is are you telling me that this man bent down a foot and a half to kiss somebody no is he squatting what's happening <laughs> you know what's happening Every... go ahead go ahead He's grabbing her and picking her up like a baby. Stop picking up grown <laughs> women. I hate Stop it. So it. Much. She's not a fucking doll. I hate it so much. Either he is like squatting or like hands on his knees to fucking kiss her. <laughs> That's even worse. Or <laughs> every time they have to they kiss, he has to bodily pick. At one point, it says she's just dangling in the air. It made me so angry. <laughs> you remember like that episode of spongebob when he's just hanging on the picture <laughs> he's just dangling there stop doing this stop it with the like i and i get it i like a tall dude i like a dude who's yeah. taller than me i get it i understand stop it with the foot and a half fucking height difference yeah. she looks like a goddamn child next to him <laughs> i cannot handle it so those are my first three critiques of this book. They're big ones. They cu- the other two don't come up as a ton, but okay. 
So she's been drawing sexy comics about her landlord. And <laughs> what do you know? Landlord Blade stops by for, because <laughs> she, in her depression, has not paid rent yeah. for the month. And so he stops by and she's like playing music. Her, house, her apartment's like a mess. And he's like, can I have rent? He's really like a, he, this is a grumpy sunshine romance. One person's grumpy, one person's sunshine, which is fine. I fucking love grumpy sunshine romances. They're sort yeah. of like my favorite. So he's, he's grumpy. He doesn't smile. He just like walks around with a perpetual frown on his big ass, of course, a grumpy sunshine where the dude's like, looks like a fucking Urgh. golem, like beast. A lot of beauty <laughs> and the beast references to the, in this book. Yeah. So then he hears a noise from her bathroom because she just like found like three pigeons <laughs> yeah she's just nursing these pigeons back to in, help. in her bathroom they're <laughs> shitting all over the place and he's like he's like what the hell it is funny that she named them harvey birdman and pidgeotto that was okay that was cute that is hilarious um because he knocks on the door and she's like not really wearing clothes she's like run and go change and also she like yeah. beats her head in the bathroom she goes you guys need to be fucking chilled in there you get me Chill. <laughs> I will cool. say, I will say, they did have some funny moments in here. It was like, yeah, it was like reading a rom com, and I was like, oh, at points, at points, and it was, I was a like, little oh, forced, right. and I didn't like it, and I was like, ah. <laughs> so she goes into the door. He's like, "What the fuck is up with the pigeons?" And she kind of just like word vomits at him that like she just got dumped by her boyfriend nursing these birds back to health because it gives her some semblance of control and happiness in her life. And he's yeah. like, oh, I'd like to leave. Cool. Give me your rent also, money, please. <laughs> she notices, like, multiple cans of, like, whipped cream. <laughs> I didn't get this at first. So she says, I was putting, you know, he's, like, looking at them like, what the fuck? And she's like, no, 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 no. I was just, like, I, I was just putting it in my coffee. I wasn't doing, like, you know, whippets. Like, basically inhaling the nitrous. I would have been like, yeah, bitch, I, if I was depressed, I probably would buy three cans of things and just, like, eat it, too. Yeah, understandable. And they call it Nangs in Australia. Nangs. That's cool. And she's like, I'm not, I don't even know, I don't even really know that word. I, but it's not, no, yeah, it's not, it's not something I would do. <laughs> and he's just like, can I get the rent money, please? Uh, she word vomits about her boyfriend cheating on her. And she says a lot of shit. And <laughs> so he's like, rent money. And so she, like, goes over to her notebook. And she, like, rips out a page, and she, like, writes her new banking information. She had to change banking accounts because her boyfriend was a piece of shit and had been taking money out of the account that he hadn't been putting into because he didn't have a fucking job. What a scumbag. Yes. And she gives it to him, and he leaves. And then she realizes that she gave him her banking information. First of all, give him a check? I don't... I'm not going <laughs> to give you my... Anyway. She realizes that she put that on the back of one of her sexy drawings of him. Unfortunate, really. So then we switch to Blade. He's too <laughs> I'm gonna tall. have to get used to saying Blade. He's too tall. He's a big man. Just massive. Too, too tall. He's, He's too going <laughs> through life being too tall. Tall as hell. <laughs> he has been crushing on Autumn since she moved in. He's also been having sexy fantasies about her, but you know, I was never did anything about it because he's a recluse and she had a boyfriend. But now he's like, oh, yeah, damn, you know, and then. So he goes to the bathroom to go jerk off to thoughts of autumn, as you okay. do. I've never. Okay, never mind. I've never talked <laughs> to a girl and been like, "Yeah, this is great." And then I went home like, "I'm gonna fucking 
rub this out real quick just immediately yeah. it's because he does it immediately yeah he goes home and as he's taking off his pants what falls out of his pocket but the drawing she did of him the drawing is of yeah. him i some of these people also in books where it's like oh yeah it's a drawing and she's like how fucking good of an artist are you that like why is this not your job <laughs> yeah so it's a picture of her not just giving him a blowjob but it's a picture of him dominating her in a in a scene where like he's making her give the blowjob and she looks like really coy um said she has bratty tits in the picture what does bratty tits mean what does that Phrase mean? makes me so angry <laughs> and also <laughs> i thought this was really funny uh picture autumn's blonde hair was covering one eye and my note for that was she doesn't know how to make two eyes look even in a picture <laughs> that's right that's right when in doubt cover that shit up <laughs> and so he's jacking so now he's got like even more fodder for this jack off yeah this session's about to be intense and i didn't put this in my dislike but we have fun nicknames in this book in oh yeah he's talking out loud jerking off to this picture she drew and he he gives her the affectionate nickname of fun size because she is a Small. doll <laughs> it's not even like a good nickname it's not it's a it real doesn't roll nickname. off the tongue. It doesn't. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. Calls her fun size. So he's in the process of jerking off. And guess do. who comes by but Autumn? Because she really needs that fucking picture back because she's embarrassed. And answers the door shirtless. And she's like, wasn't expecting that. And <laughs> wow. she's like, hey. Uh, she basically is like, Ken, um, I did something wrong with like, you know. <laughs> My banking information. He's like, does this have anything to do with the picture you drew of me? And she's like, yeah, fuck. Kind of wish, kind of <laughs> hoped that um, she was like, she said, I was hoping that I could convince you to reach for something on a high shelf and then I could sort of just sneak it out of your pocket. Because again, you know, she's a doll. She's yeah, she can fit in his pocket. Essentially, is <laughs> what she's trying to say. Almost makes him laugh, but he doesn't do that. No, because, you know. This Why is the other weirdly offensive thing that I didn't quite understand, but like something about it felt racist. <laughs> no one comes to his apartment. He's the landlord of the building. Occasionally, yeah. Mrs. Zhu from the fourth floor would barge in, rant- ranting in Chinese about her neighbors playing loud music, but she was half blind and therefore couldn't judge. <laughs> what does that mean? What is her being half blind have to do with neighbors playing loud music? Because you know, like when you're when you're in a car, and you're like, "Turn this down, I gotta see, I can't see." That's where they were going with that. That's you know, or it could have been racist, like you said. Something <laughs> it might was wrong have been. with it for sure. <laughs> Something like was not right about that sentence. Didn't feel right saying it. So he invites her in, and he's got a lot of books because he repairs books, which is, I guess, cool. Big That's beast cool. man yeah. does delicate things. <laughs> and Accurate. So then they have a conversation. She basically, like, they just end up having a conversation where she is like, yeah, I have fantasies about being kidnapped and forced to submit. And he's like, "Yeah, I also enjoy these kinds of fantasies. By the way, this was actually immediate. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is, like, their second interaction. <laughs> They're just like, hey, uh, these kinks, though. If it hadn't taken me... I don't know, three hours to read 30 pages. Um, I might have gone back and tried to figure out how they delved into that conversation, <laughs> but it just felt very abrupt. Yeah, no, it was actually immediate. 
And so he's just into it. He's like, oh, man, I could kidnap you and just make you my personal fuck toy. And so then he's like, let's kind of do it. But then he's also like, oh, I am a big man and she very small. And she seemed kind of scared <laughs> of me. So I don't want you to be actually like legitimately afraid of me during the scene. Of course. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but like in BDSM, when you're doing like role play kind of things like that, you call it a, a scene. Uh, so okay. he's like, I didn't know that. Let's go on three dates. So that you get to know, I get to know me a little bit better, or so that you feel more yeah. comfortable with me, so that you're not afraid. And yes, so Autumn goes to work as a vet. He also, I think he like says like their next date is like the next night or whatever. Whatever, it's gonna happen. It's whatever. He thinks about <laughs> the craziness of the night before. Yes, Blade has scheduled their next their first date for 8 p.m. and she's not sure if she wants to do a rebound fling. Also, get clarity from her that uh, she mm-hmm. has been huffing nitrous. I did legitimately oh, just yeah. think that she bought it because you're depressed. You want to just eat whipped cream. <laughs> no, she's actually doing whippets. Yeah, she's actually doing whippets. Nangs. Nangs. And she's not sure She's not sure about a rerun thing. She's been with her boyfriend since like second year of university. She's 26. And yeah. she never got to really do like the crazy college thing. Mm-hmm. And so then she has some coworkers come up. Uh, Owen and, and Isabel, Issa. Um, Owen is gay. Owen. Something about it. I mean, like, I just, I can't say definitively that it was homophobic, but just like when he came up, I was like, oh, great. Uh, based on everything he I've was, seen, it's also going to be homophobic. He was the sassy gay friend. He was the sassy gay friend, and Issa was a black woman who didn't talk very much. That was her personality. Was... <laughs> <Is> legitimately, <laughs> Issa's c- character was black lady doesn't talk a lot, also sleeps with men who aren't good for her. Was Owen black? Doubt it. Damn. I'm pretty sure Issa is black. So she talks about a little bit about what happened with Blade, but like not on the kinky stuff, because fair enough, you don't want to get into conversations about kink with people you just met. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean. Well, unless you're us, of course. Right, unless yeah. like, it's, it's with that person. Uh, and they're like, hey, you should see where it goes with Blade. Your boyfriend sucked. And yeah, come to drinks with us. Be our friend. Be friend now, please. Hmm. <laughs> what Nothing. would you figure out? Nothing. It, it. I don't think it necessarily says what her skin color is, but I'm also not looking very hard. But I do see that she's That's tall fair. and curvy with thick, dark hair. I think she's black. That's fair. Anyway, so she gets ready for her date in, like, you know, cute jeans, shirt. Nice top. Um, Nice top. Oh, also, Owen was like, you know, she realized she didn't have anything in common with um Wynn because... They both like mint chocolate chip ice cream. He took baths. She liked showers. <laughs> Didn't have a lot in common. Not, you know, not a lot of things in common. Correct. So she gets ready. Cute shirt. Nice jeans. And Owen shows up. Or, and Blade shows up in a suit. <coughs> Full suit. And so she has to go change. Full on suit. And she, you know, as she's getting changed, she like leaves the door cracked like it's an accident. And then she... It's trying to, like, tease him because she's like, yeah, the date's fun, but, like, also I'm insecure and I'd rather just fuck. And so she, like, changes clothes with the door open and he comes yeah. in. And there's a lot of, like, throat grabbing in this, which is, like, part of their kink. That's fine. I just, yeah. In combination with him, with her being so tiny and him being so large, it made His me His hand is her entire head. Yeah. I just couldn't. <laughs> so it's like. It was like, this book had If you just, grab. Go ahead. If he grabs her throat, he's also grabbing her shoulders. 
(laughs) (laughs) This book just had a com like it was like the kink was fine. I love kinky books. Mm -hmm. If it was any other book, I probably would have been like, oh fuck yeah, like kink, choking, oh. But like just like the combination of the couple things I liked about romance and then like a bunch of tropes that I hate just made everything suck. I couldn't even like enjoy the kinky aspects of it because I was like because all the other overarching shit is just like well yeah just like linked into it yeah guess i'm reading this book not 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 for fun yeah so blade blade comes in and he's like hey don't tease me you'll get he's basically like you'll get fucked when i tell you when i say you get fucked. <laughs> which if it was any other hero i would have been like oh my god yes. <laughs> oh my god we've had, a, we've, had a, we've had a hero literally say i bet you're gonna cry when i make you come and i was like i was like oh so whoa please <laughs> but he's like don't tease my cock it doesn't like being teased finish getting dressed and let's go and as we know he's large and his cock has a mind of its own yeah so he's also like humping her he's also picked her up because she's tiny because she's small <laughs> of course <laughs> of course can't forget that and aspect. he calls her fun size gross hate that name he calls her little girl which in any other kink book would be fine but because she's literally the size of a child gross weird. to me <laughs> like <laughs> actually ew. weird and she says you know hey i understand that i was like pushing your boundaries because i'm trying to get fucked but you know you're you're scary and that kind of makes him like his eyes die a little bit inside because he doesn't want to be it's seen like, as oh. a big scary man yeah uh, and she's like no, no 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 you're not scary like in like a ah he's gonna kill me way you're scary in a an intimidating like you c- showed up in a suit kind of way like you're obviously put together. Now let's go have dinner. And he puts her back on her feet. <laughs> he puts her down. He, he sets her down. Yeah, puts her down. Blade is thinking to himself, maybe overshot it with the suit. And <laughs> maybe did too much. A super fancy restaurant. Blade owns the apartment building. He inherited it from his uncle. And it's in Manhattan. And so Blade is rich because he's a landlord in Manhattan. He got that money. With multiple tenants. Got that guap. I don't know how she affords, I mean, I don't know how she affords to live in a Manhattan apartment. Yeah, they never really explained that. As a vet. Vets actually don't make as much money as you think they would. There's not a lot of money in vet, in like, vet work. They tend to actually, like, just as high of, like, student loans and stuff as, like, human medical doctors, but they don't get the same returns. Probably because Mm. of, like, insurance and things like that. Like, you don't, people don't normally have, like, I mean, I have pet insurance for my cat, but that covers, like, yeah. If he gets sick, that's not covering, like, all of the expensive, like, just checkup, things like that. Yeah, yeah. So she's nervous, looking around the restaurant. She's like, ah, this place is, like, super expensive, like, $100 entrees. Uh, um, but he's like, I'm paying. I don't even know why you're fucking thinking about it. Stop looking at prices. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, he got money. <laughs> he got money. Uh, he, <laughs> he, said, got he said, you money. get two kinds of candy at the movie theater. She said, oh, you got money. Got money. <laughs> That is, like, my favorite Quinta thing that she's ever done. It's so funny every time. So she talks about how she's not used to dating because she's been in the same relationship for a long time. And Blade yeah. is thinking to himself that he used to be engaged. But she left yep. him after he got a leg injury in some kind of way mm-hmm. that we don't understand. And I think we also get an idea that, like, I don't know if this is here or if we get it later, but mm-hmm. his friends, like, it, it his fiance did something that like he was in the dark about 
and his friends yeah. knew. So he kind of like lost his fiance and his friends all at the same time, and um, like and got a severe leg injury. So now yeah, he's it was just a fuck time for for him. Yes, and he talks about restoring books and that he inherited the apartment from his uncle, and she flirts more with him, and Blade is like, "Let's fucking." Go! I want it. Oh. So Autumn is thinking that Wynn didn't understand her fantasies. Her ex-boyfriend didn't understand her fantasies. Which yeah. is, he's not a kinky dude. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. Wasn't, I mean, it's not cool that he cheated, but like, you know, he wasn't into kink. Yeah. Blade has them take the scenic route back to the building. And he's very attentive, but he's also very cagey. Like, he keeps being like, tell me more about you. Tell me more about you. Tell me more about you. But anytime she's like, tell me something about you. He's like, tell me more about you. Hey, but you. But what about you, though? Blade says that she's funny and should do stand-up. Stand-up. This was a thing that came up multiple times. Autumn is a private comedian. She wants, if she, if she had her dream job, her dream job would be doing stand-up comedy. But she never did it because when was the funny person, was like the, the star in the relationship. But she has a set written, kind of like a Bo Burnham-esque, like, comedy music type thing. Yeah. This is not a knock on... Tessa Bailey or Eve Dangerfield, like, if you're not a comedian, <laughs> then it's hard to try and, like, write a comedian. I didn't find Autumn funny. Blade <laughs> thinks she's very funny. and Thinks she's hilarious. He encourages her. He's like, you should sign up for, like, an amateur an amateur night. I also thought that it was cool that, like, she very, like, she had, like, kind of, like, a, a back and, like, a little, like, back and forth in her head at multiple points during the book that felt very honest mm-hmm. of just, like, oh, it's really... It, kind of fucked up that i like rape fantasies but also being like no it's just a fantasy like i'm allowed to like feel sexually empowered yeah. in a way that makes me feel sexually empowered and i'm like you do you girl maybe like not you specifically and not with this man but like in general <laughs> like, i like the vibe but do you <laughs> live in your you. best life live your best life and she's not even sure if she's going to be in new york city next month he's like sign up for the amateur night and she's like i have to renew my visa the deadline for that is coming up and I don't know if I'll be here. And that makes Blake kind of sad. Blade. Kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be hard to keep up, isn't it? So Blade has, he, he makes her walk in front of him. Oh, he also compares her to Kate McKinnon, which I was like, oh, bold. <laughs> don't name an actual comedian if you're not going to deliver, because they didn't deliver on her being anything like Kate McKinnon. Not, my, que- not my queen, Kate McKinnon. That was... As it progressed in the book, and I was like, this is your Kate McKinnon? Come on now. <laughs> this is your Kate McKinnon? So Blade has her walk in front of him to the apartment because he want to watch what that ass do. But also, Correct. like, he is starting a scene. He gives her a little kiss outside. I think he has to pick her up for this. Probably. And as landlord, he just told his um, tenants, he, was just, he just put a sign on the door that was just like, stairs broken. Don't use the stairs. <laughs> <today."> <laughs> Don't use these. Because he wants, broke. he wants the scene to be that she walks up the stairwell and he comes up behind her. And so he they act out like a little stalking fantasy. He gives her a good old finger bang. And she's supposed to give him a blowjob. But like yeah. after the orgasm, she's just like done for. And so he just is like coming back for you. And then oh, I'll, I'll get you. I'll get you next time. And then he left a note on her door that's a drawing of her that he did. Yeah, this is this is where his hands found her hips, and then she was dangling in midair with his mouth pressed to hers. Can't think of a more <laughs> unsexy phrasing for how a woman is in a sex scene as dangling. Dangling. She's just hanging there. <laughs> She's just there. <laughs> and I thought that their 
their sex scenes were fine. I would have yeah, enjoyed them more if they were any other book, but they. I mean, <laughs> fair enough. Tessa Bailey and apparently Eve Dangerfield is a kink writer, so she tends to write books that are kinky. So like, mm-hmm. I thought they did yeah. that well. It just so happens yeah, that I, their character was a doll, and yeah. the hero was a Shrek. So <laughs> I will say I skimmed through everything, but I read the sex scenes. I was like, let me see what's going on. And yeah, I can agree. Tessa Bailey's still killing it with the sex scenes. Yeah, it was. I mean. Not all of the sex talk was awesome for me, mostly because of like fun size. Yeah. It's al- also but you, his, like, just look past that. Also, his like stalker, Nick, like he has like fun sizes for like outside of sex and then like yeah. he has Blondie for inside. Blondie, yeah, Blondie. Because <laughs> he's supposed to be like some just like creepazoid who just stalks women. And so she goes to the apartment. She's like, oh, I've been orgasmed so hard that I couldn't oh. give a blowjob. And Owen is like, how did your date go? And she's like, great. And Owen's like, bitch, give me details. Let's have coffee tomorrow. <laughs> coffee, baby. So Blade felt a little bit uncomfortable using Autumn sexually as a limp noodle, which is why he had pivoted from <laughs> having her blow him. Yeah. But also he wants more excuses to see her. He likes her a lot. And he wants to show Autumn that she deserves more than her shitty boyfriends. That's right. And so we find out that... When he was in the hospital with his injury, which we don't get at this point what his injury, how his injury happened, but he's in the hospital yeah. and he notices that his fiance, who was a nurse, was acting weird with his surgeon and he realized that she was cheating on him. Like he, he, he could see the way they acted together in the room and he was like, my fiance is cheating on me with my surgeon. With my surgeon. A thousand percent. He also notices that his best friends, I think they all grew up together. They're all from the same neighborhood. But he realizes that so. his best friends, Kevin and Elaine and some other dude, knew because of the way they were acting in the room. They weren't acting yeah. like, oh, this is weird. Like, oh. Jody and Surgeon Dude are acting weird. They were acting like, oh, shit, I hope it's not, like, noticeable that Jody and Surgeon Dude are acting weird. Yeah. And so he lost his it, friends and his fiance. All, all in the same day. Right. So then a couple tenants intercept him ross and mrs Zhu. ross is a stoner dude which i honestly quite liked ross's character i thought that all of his love ross <laughs> every time ross came up it was very funny and ross is like hey i need you to come with me to my apartment and he's like ross you have to stop like doing this thing in your apartment that's like fucking up but i'll come and fix it because i'm the landlord and he gets there and ross basically is like look can tell that something's going on with you and autumn here's her <laughs> social media none of it's locked down yeah. he's like hey you big weirdo I saw you put that note on her door. Yeah. And Blade's reaction is, why the hell is she on your computer, Ross? And Ross goes, hey, she's not, like, trapped in there, okay? It's just a picture. <laughs> it's just a picture. Which I thought was very fucking funny. Ross and was good. I enjoyed Ross. They show him her social media, and they're basically like, hey, her mom commented on a post and said that her favorite book when she was a little girl was uh, The Little Princess or something like that. The book's not. I think so. And they know that Ross restores books for some reason. I don't know how they know that about him when he's such a recluse, but... Yeah, he's supposedly a recluse, but they seem to be, like, pretty okay friends, even though... I don't know if they're friends per se, but, you know... Ross likes him. Blade doesn't like anybody. (laughs) Yeah, Blade... (laughs) Blade doesn't like anyone. Um, I think he, like, said that, like, he gave, like, Ross, like, one little piece of information about himself, and then Ross was like, great, I'm in. We're friends now. (laughs) We're best friends now. And so then they're like, hey, saw her leave with a dude, but don't worry about it because his social media is also open. He's gay. He has a husband. Don't worry about it. Check this out. But they went to a coffee shop and they gave, they're like, that's the location of the coffee shop because that's what they tagged the picture. Once again, 
thwarted by a goddamn Instagram picture. Horrifying. <laughs> I'm never going to tag my location anywhere until I'm gone. This is just... Both of these books that we have read back to back have just shown us the dangers of social media. Yeah. So Autumn gets coffee with Autumn, with Owen. She's a coffee snob because apparently <laughs> Melbourne is like, apparently it's pronounced Melbourne, by the way. I thought it was Melbourne. Yeah. It's Melbourne. Melbourne. Apparently Melbourne is one of the coffee cities of the world. I had to look it up because I was like, come on. Seriously. <laughs> She's like, this coffee sucks. Guys, this coffee is awful. This is shit coffee. Shit coffee. Um, she tells Owen about her family, who seem to be kind of Karen-ish. They're, like, they, they're just not awesome people. They kind of suck. Yeah. But, and they're also not well off, but her uncle is a vet. And her family has the idea that she's going to be in the U.S. for a little while, but she's going to come home and she's going to take over her uncle's vet practice. And guess who shows up at the coffee shop? When? I'm just kidding. It's Blade. It's Blade. <laughs> he shows up at the coffee shop and he just kind of like lurks like a stalker. Yeah. And so uh-huh. she makes an excuse to go to the restroom, and he follows her, humps her in the hallway, and also didn't like this. She said her, my, he, she's talking to Owen about her uncle, and he says, he helped me get a bunch of experience when I was at uni. And Owen cuts in and goes, you mean college? And she's like. Uh, yeah, I hated that. Yeah? <laughs> I love. It's not like they call college some weird thing. Like, they just call it a shortened version of university. Yeah. I, I, I hated how every time when. He would like pick her up and pin her on the wall. He'd be like, "Oh, he 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 rubbed his erection on her." And she's so small. I just picture him just like sitting her, just on like, <laughs> like as like, like a, a seat. Like his dick is like sticking <laughs> like ninety degrees out. Yeah, just, <laughs> she's just point, like placing her. At one point, it said his dick was like was at ninety degrees, and I was like, "At you're ninety degrees, you're wearing slacks. There's no way." <laughs> it's powerful. <laughs> I'm just imagining him getting an erection just going rip. <laughs> just rip. <laughs> also in her conversation with Owen, she's like, you don't know what it's like. My parents have super crazy expectations for me. And Owen was like, oh, wow. I don't know what that's like as a gay man from Iowa. What are expectations? <laughs> mm, weird. <sighs> so she goes to the bathroom. He humps her um, when she comes out of the bathroom and gets picked up. And then she comes back and Owen is like, is that, isn't that like your fucking landlord, dude? Come on. Like, don't, don't hold out on me. What's, <laughs> like, what's going on with that? Like, <laughs> you're, you're coming back all disheveled. Your landlord just ran out of here. What yeah. happened? What happened? Blade doesn't normally go out in the day. So he, that he's was a vampire. weird for him that people see him on the street. <laughs> oh, they're looking at me. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Well, he's like, like oh, oh, I'm, I'm ugly. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> So he hasn't, so this is like 24 hours post coffee shop pumping. She makes him feel things, which is like, feelings? Weird. I haven't had those in a decade. He runs into, and then on his way back, I think from the coffee shop. No, I guess it's like the next day. He's, yeah, I think it's the next day. He's doing something. He comes home. And the next day, uh, his friend Kevin shows up. And Kevin is like, hey, man, I was just in the area and I saw you. Like, what the fuck is the deal? You kind of just like cut us out of your life a decade ago. <laughs> Ten years ago when you just disappeared on us. And... He's like, oh, you know, you guys knew that, like, Jody was cheating on me, and you yeah. didn't say anything about it. And Kevin's like, oh, I, I mean, like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, you know, I know there's consequences to that, but, like, 10 years of consequences? I'm so sorry. And he's like, can you leave? You suck. You're a garbage <laughs> Please person. leave. And then Autumn shows up. And so he's definitely trying to get Kevin out of there. And Kevin, like, looks back, and he's like, hmm, that woman made you act weird. But I'm going to go. I'm going to leave, though. I'm going to leave, but... 
That woman made you do weird things. But I made a mental note of that. Blade has her come to the... She's like, hey, what was that about? And he's like, come in here. And he's like, I'm angry now, so I need sex. Ah, domineering. Ah. They act out the landlord, tenant scene. Yeah. And he makes her give him a blowjob in exchange for, like, quote unquote, rent. Rent, yeah. And then afterwards, she's like, that was great. What happened with your friend Kevin? And he's like, you're just a fucking pussy. To, you're, you're just a, you're just, <laughs> <laughs> you're just a pussy to me. You're just a hole for my cock. And she's like, fuck you, Essentially. dude. <laughs> At first, well, first she's like, what's Jesus. up? And he like, is like, stop asking me questions. You suck. And she's like, you're just snapping at me because you're uncomfortable. Like, I thought that we were friends. And he's like, no, you're just a hole. <laughs> you're, you're just a pussy. <laughs> you're just a hole for me to fuck. And so she, <laughs> like, oh, wow. she tells her, she's like, fuck off with you, dude. And Autumn, so she leaves and she's like, you know, the worst part about that is like, she's like, well, that's over now. But also, I know that he was just doing that because he like, you know, hurt people, hurt people, you know? Yeah. And I'm not going to forgive him because that was a shitty thing for him to say. But I know that he was lying when he said that, like, I was just a hole to him. Yeah. She's still mad, though. And she liked As giving him be. the blowjob. Wasn't a huge fan of giving blowjobs, but, you know, hey, he made her interested in it. So she goes to work. Uh, so she's called mom for her birthday, and she has lunch with Owen, and she tells him about Blade being a jerk and it being over. And Owen does, honestly, one of the few things that this book did well, Owen is not like, but maybe you should give him another chance. Owen was like, yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck like, him. Sex yeah. isn't worth being told that you're just a hole. It's just really yeah. funny. <laughs> it's so goddamn rude. I know. It's the rudest goddamn thing. Uh, and he's like, hey, I can set you up. I know a lot of people. Like, I know a lot of straight and bi dudes. Also like that, that he was like, I know a lot of straight and bi dudes. High quality yeah. bi dudes. And apparently, I forget how this came up, but all three of her brothers have been arrested and done, and one of them has done time before because she's low income. Yikes. Basically just to say that she was like the baby of the family, the only girl, and also, you know, her parents put all their expectations on her because her brothers were fuck-ups. And she, he's like, hey, I can, Owen's like, <laughs> I can set you up with people. And she's like, I think I need time. I'm not really sure if I'm into the whole rebound thing. And yeah. um, like internally, she's like, I'm a little bit hung up on Blade. And Owen's like, when you're ready for these other dicks, I got it. I got you. <laughs> what do he call it? He called it revenge, revenge dick? Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, hey, me and my husband met. Like, my husband was my rebound. And now we've been married for however long they've been married for. Look at us. Wynn texts to be like, hey, I don't know if you told your mom that we broke up, but I texted her for her birthday. Maybe you should have asked before or just not <laughs> texted her mom. Or just don't, yeah, just don't text my mom. Uh, she deletes the message because fuck that guy. Blade then stops by and Owen is like, oh, I'm going to go tell this man to kick rocks. Yeah, go, go like, kick no, rocks, no, 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 no. bro. Don't do that. And he's like, bye, I'm already gone. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> I'm in his shit already, bro. But Owen is a very popular vet at their clinic because he's that's that's right. a gay man. So he gets accosted by a bunch of like people being like, Owen, Owen, fan club, we're your fan club. Oh, we love, we love you. you. And, you know, when she gets out to the lobby, of course, Blade is doing something super cute. He's helping a little girl console her dog. Of course. Because he can't just be standing the, the, yeah, the little girl and Autumn are the same size. And so they're looking <laughs> they're looking eye to eye. <laughs> That's what this book makes it feel like, all right? <laughs> Autumn pulls him outside and he apologizes and she's like, That's very nice of you to apologize. That doesn't Puppy quite was a good move. Yeah, it doesn't quite change anything. And Owen comes out and they kind of like size each other up. I liked that Owen was like 
that she was like, you know, Owen is like a like a stereotypical gay man in terms of like how he mm-hmm. dresses, how he presents, but he also engaged in a oh you're gonna try and shake my hand real hard. I can shake your hand oh, real hard. too. I can shake your hand hard too. I hate those handshakes. Right. It's like why are you fucking stop? You want to measure? I don't we care. Can, like let's measure dicks the old fashioned way. We could whip them out right here. And Owen is like, what are your intentions with Autumn? Because he kind of gives up pretty easily on like maybe you should give blade a chance and she's like you just said that because <laughs> he knows he knows love when he sees it he's like all right and blade is like look my intentions are i want those la- i want those those other two dates okay i only got the That's one right. date oh yeah that all happened on the first date <laughs> he just finger blasted her in the goddamn he stairwell blasted her and then the next day told her she was just a hole yeah <laughs> All this happened within a period of 16 hours. Right. <laughs> like, also thought that this was funny that um, when Owen was like, you know, fuck that guy. He was rude to you. That he goes, well, whatever his deal is, you can't keep seeing him. When a man says you're only good for fucking and doesn't immediately follow that statement with, sorry, I just racked a big line of bath salts. Which way to the emergency room? <laughs> Game over. Just racked a big line of bath salts. So she says, she says, sure, to the second date. All right. We're now we're in. God, we're still okay. All right, we're forty. We're, we're fifty percent in. I'm, I'm, I'm making my time. Yeah, you're, you're doing well. You're I'm, doing I'm well. I'm breathing through it because I got a lot to fucking say about this book. So now it's time for date number two. He shows up in a t-shirt and sweats, and she's once again dressed up. So she has to go fucking go change again. <laughs> yeah, because he's not telling her what they're doing. So she, he's just like showing up. This was funny. He, she opens the door and then promptly shuts it in his face because he has, she has to go change and she's pissed off. So he yeah. just reaches in his sweatpants, takes out his keys and just opens her door because he's the landlord. <laughs> yeah, he just walks in. He spies on her. She's not being like coy this time. Like she's legitimately like grumbling like, fuck that guy. I can't believe he called me a hole and then has the audacity to ask me to date and then doesn't tell me what the <laughs> fucking date is. So now I'm like, not dressed well. I said he'd be in ease to watch and tell her nice things about herself. <laughs> uh, wants it's to, a kindness b and he wants to fuck her real good but he's like we're gonna go on our date uh he's he says some nice things to her but also so first he comes in and he's like doing a little bit of a scene where he's like i've been watching you you think i've never been in your apartment before because he's like put on yeah. those leggings and she's like how did like in that drawer and she's like how did you know what how drawer they're in and he's like he's he knows because he saw her like pick them up out of the drawer and then put them back like i don't want to wear those leggings yeah. But, you know, she doesn't know that, maybe. Yeah. And so he's like, you know, this is the first time, you think this is the first time I've been in here? I've touched everything in your apartment. Because that's their kink. And then he says, <laughs> he's like, you know, trying to like say like naughty things to her. Like, you know, yeah, I want to see you under your clothes. You walk around. The, you, I wish you'd stop walking around the building looking so fucking beautiful. I can't concentrate. And he's like, I was going to say you were being a dick tease. And she's like, but then you said the other thing, the lovely thing. <laughs> that was cute. That was like... <laughs> Where he can't even concentrate. Anyway, he's taking her to a Krav Maga, Krav Maga class. There it is. It's fine. The class is okay. That was the 18th time Maya tried to say that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never know if it's true or not. <laughs> the gymnasium where the class is being held, apparently the AC is broken. And so the teacher's like, hey, hey, don't leave. I'll give you guys water. And it's like, you should be giving me water anyway. It's a workout class. Yeah, um, what are you doing? But, you know, Blade is like, I used to work 
underground. And I was like, you still haven't told us what your fucking job was. Uh, but yeah. Autumn might not have endured this kind of damp heat. And I'm like, I don't actually know what the fucking weather is like in Melbourne. So don't make assumptions about people's weather. I wonder. They do like a punching bag exercise. It's fine. He holds the bag for her and she punches it real good and kind of like gets lost in the in the action of it she's obviously thinking about some heavy shit yeah uh he takes his shirt as off. you should be <laughs> he takes his shirt off and she's like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. you can't just like take your shirt off places mostly she's like it's a beginner class like you can't be showing up looking like the fucking hulk <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't be out here fucking putting everyone else down just by looking good um they're standing on the edge of class and he fingers her a little bit like covertly. yeah it just gets in there covertly and like while he was like she was punching the bag he like at one point made it seem like she punched the bag like super hard that it made him step back which it didn't he did that on purpose and then they do an activity where she has to like try and drop him and he lets her drop him and she's like yay but then he pulls her down on top but he's like hey can you give me a hand up and then does like the pull her down on top of him thing and then rolls over on her and that made me uncomfortable because everyone in the class was watching them (laughs) yeah everyone's like can you what get, get up what are you doing gross like because <laughs> he doesn't like just roll on top of her he also like basically has like a mini conversation with her where he's like look when class ends stay in the locker room to like come for you and take off your underwear and put your leggings back that's right but i'm sure this isn't like a giant like gymnasium so there's people like there even if it <laughs> like, wasn't right like they had you. just clapped because she took him down like, oh yes yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. i don't care how how like the gym could be like the size of like a full like basketball court that's laid gross. on the ground i would be so uncomfortable and it's like oh i guess they're just going to fuck right mm. here yeah oh god <laughs> yeah didn't 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 like that at all actually so she's in the locker room she's excited because she's like Ooh, we're gonna fuck because he said like if i told you if i got you on the ground that i was gonna fuck you and he's gonna make good on that promise that's right this is another time where she feels kind of self-conscious about her fantasies she's kind of been having like these kinds of fantasies since she was in high school um, yeah because hey even teenage girls are also sexual beings and they, they fantasize about things and watch porn uh but blade makes her feel empowered as you know, kink sex tends to do for people. It makes them feel empowered. They kind of say that it's this kind of thing where she is typically so used to having to be in charge of things, which I don't quite get because she also seems kind of like a fucking hot mess. Yeah. But, you know, they're, they're trying to make, set it up as one of those things where, like, she's so, like, in her day-to-day has to be so, like, on top of shit that, like, it's nice to give up control to someone. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't I didn't quite see that in her day-to-day life. Yeah, they were like, he's like, you do it because, you you know, you're always, like, doing things for other people. And I was like, is she? Okay. <laughs> um, She's just kind of a doormat. Uh, they do another yeah. scene in the locker room. That's, you know, him stalking her. Apparently, he paid off the guy at the front desk to be like, just give me, like, an hour of alone time for $100. <laughs> he's like, I know what you're going to do in there. But it's New York, so fuck it. I was very worried about that. I was like, you're just going to fuck in this locker room? It's goddamn gym. Locker room, yeah. She gives him a BJ. He puts on some music to cover up the sounds of the sex. And then he does some, what I would describe as predicament bondage. Where, like, there's, like, bondage where you, like, maybe, like, tie their arms behind their back or, like, something like that. But, like, predicament bondage. Yeah. Where he ties her up and then, like, like basically, like, she's hanging from a pull-up bar. Like, yeah, she's not just in bondage. She's also like unable to like she's suspended. She's floating again. Yeah, she's, she's dangling again because she's small and he needed to put her at cockpit. She... Exactly. She's and he dangling didn't want to have to be again. like holding her the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With one hand, you know. <laughs> so he does some predicament bondage. I thought that, that was cool. He had brought rope with him. Yeah. He legit tears her clothes off. He eats her out, and then they fuck. 
Yep. And then it's a great time. She has a great time. And then afterwards, she's like, what's next? And he's like, we're going to go. Now we go for a drink. I don't. This is set up as if it is directly afterwards. He <laughs> wore her sports bra yeah. and her leggings. And somehow and leggings. she has magenta lipstick, a black camisole, and crimson cigarette trousers. I think just like skinny pants. I don't recall him saying, bring a change of clothes. I don't recall any of that. So I'm not sure where these clothes materialized from. Because where we <laughs> they left went, her, she was not fit for public. They went to the store afterwards. What I was going to say he was, was like, she was He not, was like, stay in here. <laughs> what I was going to say was she was not fit for public consumption. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was like, stay in this locker room. I'm going to run to Macy's real quick. Grab some clothes. I'll be back. Yeah, that was, um, didn't understand that. I, I don't think, I mean, again, I was trying to get through this book because I was sick of it. 50% Fair. of the way in. But I also thought it was funny that she's like, you know, he asked her how she feels afterwards. And she's like, I feel free. She's still tied up. And he like yeah. bashfully like shoves his hands <laughs> in his pockets and smiles at her. And he's like, glad to hear. And he's like, put me down. <laughs> Let me go, man. <laughs> he's like, no, this is real. <laughs> I'm leaving you there. She has him order for her at the bar. She thinks about, you know, another weird story is that her cousin came home from like, I don't know, like Ecuador with a husband or like a fiance and she didn't speak or maybe it's like Portuguese. It was a Brazil and a Brazil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she didn't speak Portuguese and he didn't really speak English. But like <laughs> everyone was like gossiping about them in their family. Like, how the fuck do you how are you guys like engaged? And he's moving to Australia for you. And neither of you speaks the other's language. Like, yeah, how's that going to work? And so she, because she's nine, she, like, asks. And her cousin's like, oh, everyone's gossiping about me. You know, like, the non, it's the non-verbals that are important. But I'm like, no, but, like, legitimately. How does it work? I need, I need to know how this works. I know there's non-verbals. 90 day fiance, like, baby. How do you, I just don't feel like there's enough that you can know about someone non-verbally to know that, like, I would get along <laughs> with them if we lived together. I think they would be a good parent. All yeah. of those things. Uh, so she thinks about all the ways that, like, Blade is not a super talkative person, but he non-verbally communicates that he seems to care about her. Mm -hmm. He grunts a lot also. Yes. The grunts are very, like, he grunts like, mm, and she's like, oh, he's happy. <laughs> that, was, that was a happy grunt. Yeah. <laughs> but then she's also like, eh, but his actual words kind of are lacking. Cause she, so she kind of is like, oh, I can understand how my cousin did this, but also not. Because she's also like, I also need <laughs> the words, too. And so she, he asks her about why she became a vet. And she's like, no, I'm giving you all of my secrets and you're not telling me anything about you. And so he says that he was engaged. It's literally all the information he gives her. Yeah. Which then He's is like, enough. That's all you need. Which then is enough for her to give a whole screed about. <laughs> that's basically her saying she wanted the financial. I don't, I don't know if she said financial security. But basically, like, her family didn't have a lot of money when she was a kid. So she mm -hmm. kind of became a vet for that reason. She didn't feel like she fit in as a child because she was the youngest, the only girl. Kind of like in a book, Mousy, her family's very loud. And also, like, it makes her parents proud of her. And she likes her parents to be proud of her. Mm -hmm. And she was kind of interested in doing comedy and acting. But, like, Ian Wynn was the star of their relationship. <laughs> and Blade is like, you can and you should be your own star. Like, you, you could do it. That's right. Do it. And he tells I'd... her, you know, he's like, you know, I can kind of tell that, you know, he's like, I'm also picking up on, like, your nonverbal cues because he's like, I'm going to get you another drink, but something else because you didn't like that one. And she talks about why she enjoys the submission thing that they've been doing. And he says, mm -hmm. you know, you care about not having to decide. You want someone else to be dependable for once to make you feel like if you fall, someone else can catch you. It, you know, it puts a burden of responsibility on me the way that you can enjoy and relax yourself without feeling guilty. Ugh. I don't really get a lot of actual like evidence that she is someone that is dependable 
um, other yeah. than letting a man uh, freeload off of her for years. Yeah, and I mean, and then like I guess. I guess they were going for the whole dependable angle because sometimes in the when she's at work, she's like, oh, I can't leave because I got to finish this. I have to finish this right here, right now. Yeah. I can't just walk out on my shift. And that's the only bit of dependability that I've like seen so far. being an adult. But yeah. That's just, <laughs> that's, everyone has that's to do that. Just, yeah. That's not uh, special to you. So while they're eat, drinking at the bar, when sends her like a nude, it's not like got his full dick in it, but like he's got like the head in there. He caught the head, yeah. And... Blade gets kind of pissed off about it. He's like, "Oh, he's texting you. Like, what did what, what kind of what, what did he text you? Oh, it was a you know he just. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if the jealousy thing was working for me, but I could understand. Like, don't want girl you're like you like to have a, get a dick pic. That's fair. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. I respect that. So then we switch to Blade's perspective, and he talks about that he's kind of always been a little bit blind to women. Uh, he talks mm-hmm. about. His father, he was a an underground, like, construction worker. And I think in, like, Queens or, like, somewhere near New York City. And yeah. his uncle, well, his dad did that, too. And his uncle had actually, you know, bought a property over in Manhattan and was able to, like, basically become rich doing that. That's right. And so his father was not only jealous of his brother, but also kind of a prick to his family about it. Like, he'd be, like, anytime his uncle got brought up, his dad would be, like, just really rude to them. And so his mom tried to like shelter him from that. And then there was a really dark period of their time where their dad, you know, was super unhappy with his job. And basically his dad received a promotion. His dad stopped being such an asshole in that period of time. And then his mom was like, his mom like cried one day and she was like, thanks for understanding or being patient with us while we dealt with that. And he realizes that his mom also had to make sacrifices during that period. And he was like, wow, women sacrifice too. Didn't realize that his fiance was unhappy and cheating with him. He missed out on those cues, which like most people don't yeah. necessarily realize that they're being cheated on. It's not always super mm-hmm. obvious. And so... Such such as uh, Hen and Lloyd. I don't remember where this was going, but anyway, they walk back to the apartment. He holds autumn's hand on the way back and starts another scene like another like stalking scene but she doesn't seem like 100 percent into it at first and so he like reminds her kind of like subtly that she can use her safe word and she's like no no no, okay i feel good i feel safe he took some stalker photos of her and put them up in his bedroom (laughs) to set the scene he goes all in and then he ties her up a little bit spanks her and then he puts her in the closet and then like (laughs) yep jerks off to a picture of her a little bit but then you know He's talking to her and he's like, you know, are you going to stop making me fucking want you like this? <laughs> <laughs> why Why does he all of a sudden have a country accent? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could quit you. <laughs> <laughs> they fuck. She cries a little bit because it's, a, you know, like there's like a release of emotion. She kind of goes through it's like. It's cathartic for her. Yeah, it's cathartic. They cuddle a little bit. And then he finally tells her about. The engagement and the injury that his fiance was a nurse, that his friends, uh, and she thinks, wow, that Kevin guy who showed up is a fucking asshole. Yeah, but what a dickhole. Your friends didn't tell you that your fiance was cheating on you. Kind of fucked. And she says that she will uh, perform her comedy routine for him. And then it's some indeterminate amount of time later. Correct. They are at a bar with, she, Autumn is at a bar with Owen and Issa. Blade is going to meet them. She has a fun conversation with Isabel. So they, 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 she and Blade have been hanging out a bunch. They haven't had their official third date, but they've gone, like, he'll third make an excuse date, to yeah. go to, like, a Thai restaurant or something. And she still has not dealt with her visa. 
girl, get on that. Because she's like, I don't know if I want to stay or not. Do I have any reason to stay? Yeah. So she's drunk by the time the Blade shows up. And she basically is like, man, it's so great that I have like three friends in New York now. And Blade gets... Blade's like, God damn it. He doesn't want to just be a friend. They go for a walk in the park. And they get hot dogs and ice cream because she hasn't eaten anything and she's super drunk. And then he leads them to a secluded bench. And he's like, and she's like, he's like, hey, you want to know why I brought you here? And she's like, oh, so you can fuck. And he's like, no, I brought you here so you can do your comedy routine for me. Boom. So she does. Apparently he likes it. But <laughs> but she like does it behind him. Yeah. She doesn't want to like Because <laughs> she does Yeah. She doesn't want to look at him. And so then they, he's like, I loved it. It was great. And. Then she's like, hey, like they, they start kind of saying they're going to fool around. And he's like going into a scene and she's like, can we just do it? Vanilla, no kink. They're still having public sex, which yeah. is not vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> they're in the middle of like Central Park. like <laughs> Yeah, just going to town. And so, yeah, they have some public sex. It's supposedly vanilla, but she like, she's like, you know, pull my hair. They do. They do a couple things that like aren't super vanilla. It's still a little bit kinky. And then when they finish having sex on a public bench in the middle of a park at night, she realizes that Owen publicly tagged her at the bar, and it was when she was meeting Blade, and so they clearly look like there's something going on between them. Yeah. And so now all her family has seen that she's just in the pictures <laughs> of their dying. So they're like, Everyone where's knows now. when? What's going on? Are you coming home? And he's she's freaking out, and... And, and he's like, what's going on? And she's like, I have something to tell you. And then the chapter ends. We need to be in secrecy. 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 So Blade realizes that he's in love with Autumn. They have another date. It's like the next day. And she actually comes and picks him up. She's like, you always come to my apartment. I'm going to come to your apartment. And so she says, basically, like, her family's, like, not sure why she's in New York City. They know that she went to New York City to be with Wynn. But if she's yeah. broken up with Wynn, there's no reason for her not to come home and take over her still uncle's vet clinic. Yeah. And Blade... Come make this money. Yeah, they're like, come make this money. And Blade is afraid to ask her to stay in New York for him. And so he takes her on a date to... They're going on a... a Isabel is putting on... Um, she's singing. He's got, like, an amateur night set singing. Yeah. So they're going to that for their third date. So they go to the, the theater. Owen and his hubby show up. Ryan, I think his name is. Yeah, Ryan was cool. They're That's like, my brother's name. <laughs> yeah, uh, Owen is like, this is Blade and Autumn. They're complicated. And Ryan's like, not if they don't want it to be. And then that's all he says. It's literally. Yep. He gets one line in the whole book. He has a and neck tat, it. though. thought that was dope. He does have a neck tat. That is correct. And Blade signed Autumn up to perform her set. And she's angry. Without her knowing. Without her knowing. So she's rightfully upset. And they have a big fight. And she's like, you think I'm being a coward? I'm not a coward. You're a coward. Because she says that he's using her as a second chance. I didn't understand that at all. She keeps acting like he's using her as some kind of project. And it's just like, no, bitch, he's the project. Yeah. At what point? Like, why do you think he's competent enough to be like, I can take somebody on as a project? Like, nothing he's shown you has been like that he's got any sort of self-esteem. Yeah. <laughs> like, nothing he has done has been like, I can fix another person. Not at all. So then Wynn shows up and Wynn calls Blade names. He makes fun of Autumn and her kink. And so Blade punches him. Breaks his nose. He's also like, you know, can't like you don't know Autumn at all because like you signed up for that fucking thing. And of course, she's not going to go up there and perform. (laughs) Stupid. And, you know, I I know her better than you because she's my girlfriend for like seven years. And so Blade punches him. Fall in a ditch, Ian. Or Wynn. I'm sorry. Yeah. And (laughs) 
And Autumn is like now pissed. I mean, she's pissed off at, at, at Wynn, but she's also pissed off at Blade, where she's like, what the fuck? Like, I don't like violence. You yeah. broke his nose. I had to go take him to the hospital. Just like fucking leave. Get out of here. And so Blade goes home to the apartment alone. And all the tenants are out there because I guess they're waiting for him to come back. And he has been restoring a book for her. And he didn't. He was gonna give it to her that night, and so he just tosses it in the trash. Her favorite book, the book that her mom had posted about on her social media. The littlest princess. She's small. And I'm gonna remind you of that. <laughs> she's small. So Autumn's at the hospital with Wen, and she's just pissed off. Wen keeps trying to be like t- talk to her, and she's just like she she curses him out. She's like, shut up. Like, yeah. You're the worst person in the world. I hate you. I'm only here because you're fucking injured. Shut up. Don't try and talk to me about anything that isn't like. Oh no, my nose is broken. And then the doctor comes in and the doctor flirts with him in front of her. It was very odd. Yeah. I this scene was so strange for me to read. So what happens is the doctor comes in and she immediately is like like talking to to Wynn. And she's like <laughs> she's she's basically like, Oh wow, you're Australian. Oh wow, you do comedy. Oh wow. Yeah. This is, I mean and, but yeah, she was very much like, Oh, oh you're doing that and then Basically, she was like, you got all that dick and you ain't going to give me none. And then he said, and then Autumn gets brought up and he's like, oh, yeah, this is like my girlfriend. We've been together for a long time, like loving my life. And the doctor's like, oh, wow, she must be so lucky. And Autumn's like, ask him about how many women he cheated on me with. (laughs) And so then they get in like an argument in front of the doctor and the doctor's like, I'm going to give you guys space because I'm sure that you guys can work this out. It's like, bitch, you were just flirting with him. This is obviously not that kind of situation. And so then she, like, the doctor leaves. And so then she has the argument with, with, with Wynn where she's like, look, despite other than tonight, like, Blade listens to me. And Wynn is like, listen to a woman? I don't understand. <laughs> what? That's a foreign concept to me. And he's like, hey, I'm really sorry I cheated on you, but, like, I want you. And she's like, no, like, you just want me because, like, I'm dependable and I'm, like, I'm, I'm the doormat you can always come home to. I don't want to be your fucking yeah. doormat. Fuck you. You're the worst. I hate you. And he says... Oh, I also knew about your comedy book, and you're actually pretty good at comedy. I wish I was creative like that. Wow. Validation. Yeah, and she's like, great. Just got validation from two dudes that I'm pissed off at. So she goes home, and uh, Ross and Mrs. Zhu show up with some other neighbors who are like, look, you can't break up with Blade. Dude has fucking been a goddamn delight since you guys got together. (laughs) They're like, please. And she's like, that's not, like, that doesn't really mean anything, like, just because he was like nicer to you guys doesn't mean anything. And Ross goes, well, then what about this? Ross knelt before her holding up a book as though he were a squire offering a sword. And Autumn's like, <laughs> um. And one of the other neighbors is like, what the fuck are you doing, Ross? And then he <laughs> just takes the gives book. Her the and, book anyway. <laughs> and it's the book. And she's like, wow, I can't believe you did this. It's the first me. edition. And the book on the inside, it also says stay because he was going to ask her to stay. And she's like, okay. I think that this is, I think Blade might be it for me. And so she's like, I got to go talk to him. And, and Ross is like, actually, like, I went downstairs to go see, like, what happened. Because he threw away this book and I picked it up at the trash. And he was, <laughs> the other funny thing was, uh, he goes to the door. And I was like, uh, this is from Ross. I saw him and I got it out. Then I rolled him a, then I rolled him a joint. And I thought it might help, you know. And then I gave him it to him and I tried to talk to you about you and he was like does everyone in the building know about me in autumn and I was like yes and he was like I hate all of you you're all evicted this is the worst night of my life Autumn's going back to Australia blah 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 then he threw the joint at me and left <laughs> <laughs> Ross was a delight a treasure Ross was great and so Autumn is like I'm gonna stay guys and the neighbors are like yay yay then we have 
the chapter that has my fourth and not final, but my fourth complaint about this book. And it's a pretty fucking big one. All right. Let's hop into it. Blade goes, just gets on a train and just rides it all the way to the end. And he ends up back in Rockaway Beach, which is where he's from. Near yeah. He's walking around thinking about how badly he fucked up with Autumn because apparently, you know, he couldn't see the signs that she would not enjoy being put on the spot like that. And he just apparently is like, man, I just can't read women. So he's walking and he ends up outside of Kevin and Kevin's a life, wife Elaine's house. Correct. And they invite him inside. And basically, Elaine is like, wow, I'm so glad you're here. I hope that we can, like, bridge this gap, this decade-long gap. Kevin said that you had a new girlfriend. And Blade goes, yeah, I'm sorry. Staying away this long was selfish of me. It turns out, it turns out I'm a selfish man. This made me so angry. And Elaine is like, he's like, you know, he basically is like, you know, I do things on my own timeline. I don't stop to consider that I could be wrong. I don't talk. And Elaine is like, yeah, like, you cut us off without letting us explain our side. You were in the right. We should have... You should have been mad at us. We weren't good friends. We should have told you what Jody was doing. And then Kevin goes, I think we were hoping it was a phase that she would snap out of it before any damage was done and we could just keep things the way they were. The prospect of change was too scary. Yikes. That is not an apology. Oh, it's not. That's a you being like, too I, bad. My review she on this caught. said that I hate it when characters, this is another book once again, I don't like it when characters gaslight themselves. Yeah. His friends knew that his fiance was cheating on him. And what Kevin said tells me that they knew long term that she was cheating yeah, on him. They knew for a good minute. And had she stopped sleeping with that doctor on her own, they were never going to tell him. Which is completely fucked. They were going to let him marry someone who has no problems cheating on him. Yeah, all to keep their friend group together. This is my... Absolutely ridiculous. You do not ever have to forgive anyone to heal that's what this is set up as this is set up as blade is a hermit because he was hurt but he needs to forgive those people and let them back into his life so he can heal and stop being a hermit and autumn made him different no no no, no. autumn healed him i gotta yeah. there's a whole thing about like women having to heal men autumn healed him you do not have to forgive a single fucking person who hurts you to heal if forgiveness is part of what you think your journey should be you don't have to let that person back into your life forgiveness does not entail i forget what happened and i let you do i i give you back that like trust that you can be in my no life. i mean you know they say forgive never forget also they are still close friends with jody and they say there's going to be a yeah. block party tomorrow jody's going to be there she's my friend blade She's all of our friends. What she did was wrong, but we still love her like we love you. You don't love Blade? Not in the slightest. I will say, though, this came up because I was reading this book and I was pissed off about it. Yeah. Because we knew about the cheating beforehand and his friends knew about it. <laughs> I was mm -hmm. like, uh, people who just like let someone cheat on you and don't say anything are not your friends. They don't like you. Actually, I don't think this came up because of the book. It was like a thread someone had posted on like Ask Reddit. Where they were like, what's a like, what are some like depressing or like bad like bachelor slash bachelorette party things? And one of them was a person who said that they went to a bachelorette party and midway through the bachelorette party, which is like at like the bride's house or whatever, all of yeah. the groomsmen showed up and they told the bride, look, the groom, we like went to like a bar or something and the groom started feeling up another woman and we told him like, hey, dude, like you're, that's not cool. Come with us. And the groom was like, nah, I'm going to like get it in. And so all of the groomsmen ditched that guy, and they went and they told the bride immediately. Yeah. And I was like, Manny, you should text. You should text the groom. 
<laughs> and oh, ask no. how they'd feel if you were like, hey guys, would y'all be cool if I like cheated on my? And Manny was like, I think that'd be a funny, like, that'd be funny, like, later, but then I don't think, he was like, I don't think anybody would believe me or trust me afterwards. I could never be like, haha, it was just a joke question. <laughs> <laughs> because all of you guys would be like looking at that man like, something ain't right with that boy. <laughs> something ain't right with that boy. Something ain't right. Can't believe we have to cut off all communication with Manny. But yeah, like, you guys would never, like, I, I, I think oh, no. me and Manny are like a perfect scenario for this because like you guys are our friends. Me and Manny yeah. do not have any other friends. All yeah. like like I have like a couple best friends that are like my best friends, but like ninety nine percent of our friends are are mutual friends. There's no yeah, way yeah. you guys would be like, Oh yeah, like I love Manny a, a ton, but like so if he cheats on Maya then like or vice versa. It is what it is. You guys would never, yeah. like, if I, like, was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, like, dick this dude down, you guys would be like, we're going to tell Manny and also kicking you out of the line chat. Kicking yeah, you out, also, like, you're you're done for. You're not allowed to host Friendsgiving. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. We're not your friends anymore. Friendsgiving is over. I would lose literally every single friend I have because none of them would be like, oh, cool, it's, it's cool to cheat. Yeah. And, and, and in favor of not having to, like, upset the status quo. That's another you thing know, people do. If people will be like, there's so much of this, like, oh, like, person B, person A is wronging person B. Person B, can you just, like, get over it? Like, that's just how they, like, no. Don't ask people who are being hurt to, like. Definitely not. To, like, accept being hurt to, like, not upset the status quo. Person A is upsetting the status quo by being an asshole. Yeah, person A needs to fucking get it together. This whole chapter made me so angry and upset. So he meets, he, he spends the night. <sighs> Well, he tells him about Autumn and that he's worried that he pushed her to return to Australia or whatever. And they're like, hey, man, just like spend the night here with us, whatever. So he does. And he goes to the block party and he runs into Jody and she's got a kid now. And she's like, that dude is not the doctor. I'm not still with that guy. And I'm sorry. No hurt feelings. And it's like all the hurt feelings, bitch. All the it's, hurt feelings. Yeah, all of, all of them. Like. It's up there. And it's not even like. I think that like part of it was like him being set up that like she didn't want that like working class like lifestyle or whatever yeah that's not what it is she married another dude from their neighborhood like she yeah she also probably married a working class dude who's either like a construction worker a cop or a fireman she just wanted to cheat on him she just wanted like she just wanted to cheat and she couldn't be like open and honest and say hey this relationship isn't working for me anymore yeah <sighs> we talked about this recently didn't we just be single just be single yes oh my god there's like there was a video where dude was like your girlfriend will be the same mad if you come home at 6 a.m. as you do at 2 a.m. And I was like, no, I won't. No, that's, that's not how that works. Someone else is like, there's one thing. There's like, you know, you coming home at 2 a.m. That's like, okay, you came home with the bar closed. That's cool. You come home at 6 a.m. You just didn't come home. And also the bar's closed. You went home with someone. Yeah. Also, you went home with someone and didn't communicate with me at all and just had me up all night worried that like something had like happened to you. That's a different kind of mad. That's like, just be fucking single. If you don't want to be accountable to someone for your like late night or any of your actions... Like you would be in a relationship, be fucking single. Just yeah, just be single. You don't want to be monogamous. Hey, there are polyamorous people in the world too. That's right. Be fucking poly if you want to be poly. But that also means that you have like like being poly is also like not a fucking free for all. You still have to have actually. You, yeah. you probably in a poly relationship have to have more conversations about boundaries because there's more people involved. Me and my husband. Just be it's single. Just us. Just fucking be single. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's what it, it's all it boils down to. Just be single. Don't be a fuck boy. If you want to go do you, that's fine. But you don't need to do you and also hurt someone else in the process. Right. Like, okay. So during the party, after he talks to Jody and forgives all the horrible people in his life who just wronged him. Correct. In super hurtful, painful ways. He gets a text. He gets a call from someone and they're like, hey, 
There's been an accident, like, basically, like, Autumn's been in an accident. Because I don't like simple misunderstanding. Like, I understand that, like, a lot of romance novels have, like, a 80%, 80% conflict in the book. Yeah. I don't like it when the conflict is something like a super small, under, like, misunderstanding. And I don't like mm-hmm. when the get back together is external forces. Like, the get back together can't be an external force. Like an accident. Like an accident. <laughs> <laughs> so autumn gets a text from elaine on blade's phone the night that night and elaine yeah. is like hey i know that he did something that like harmed you i'm super sorry about that but like i think you guys might be the real deal it sounds like from him that you guys are the real deal fuck you alone lane you don't have a good perception of what what yeah. a good harm is at all so zero percent elaine sends a pen to the block party autumn has a heart to heart with isa about wishing she fought for herself more, I guess. Yeah. It gives them her life. Issa is like, go get your man. Because she's like, I have to stay at work. I, I, I'm covering the shift. And Issa's like, fuck the shift, dude. Go get your man. There's that dependability. And she gets an Uber. And her Uber driver is like one star, unsafe, on the phone with his wife or girlfriend. Worst. Then like she says something where she's like, hey, can you like maybe get off your phone? And then the girlfriend of the Uber driver is like, who the fuck's that bitch? Why, who you got in your car with you? And she's like, I'm an Uber driver. I... Some. I have people in my car. Uh, she also calls a dude, like, a. she, like, walks outside, I think. And she walks outside the, of the vet clinic, and she yells to this guy, Blade, I'm coming for you. And then, like, some dude is like, quit yelling, bitch. And she's like, don't tell me what to do, cunt. And he's like, what? And she's like, I'm Australian. Fuck you. And she's like, that was. <laughs> it's like, what? A weird, whatever. She weird yells exchange. it again. And so they get in a car crash because the driver's being insane he gets ejected from the car and that distressed me a lot yeah we don't find out if he was okay no i think they said he was fine there's no, there's no way he got ejected the force <laughs> think... you have to be ejected from no i think they said he was fine they, they might have been lying he's gone <laughs> oh god <laughs> so she's going in and out of consciousness and she tells a bystander to call blade she passes out she wakes up on the side of the road being loaded into an ambulance by the medics apparently she's not concussed she just didn't sleep well the last night and she was just tired yeah she's completely fine cab driver got ejected she had her seatbelt on blade is there by this point he Already. got there very fast New yeah. York, i don't know how because he took he took the train took I'm the sure. train and <laughs> the subway she's like look i love you she says like look i think i can handle new york because i called a guy a cunt on the street yeah, that, 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 that's how it is living in New York all the time. And then she realizes that Blade didn't say, I love you back. And she's like, wait a minute. Oh, I guess you're not into me like that. And he's like, no, like, I was frantic when I got the call that you were like, how dare, like, why would you even think that? Of course I love you. And they make up. And epilogue. <laughs> Yay. I was like, it's not over yet. Autumn's doing an open <laughs> mic. He's basically moved into Autumn's apartment and given her a 50% discount on rent. He says he's paying 50% rent, but he gave her a 50% discount on her rent because he owns the building. <laughs> he owns the building, yeah. He's moved into her apartment, and they've turned his apartment into an office. I don't know what they need a full apartment as an office for. I guess for his books? Yeah, I guess. Autumn gets along with all of his shit friends. His parents, her parents, wish that she would come home, but, you know, they can see that Blade makes her incredibly happy. Uh, yeah. Ross and Mrs. Zhu and another neighbor are in attendance and all their friends are in attendance for her open mic. And he's watching her from the doorway of the green room. And she he can tell that she's like really nervous. And so he starts to do a scene with her to kind of like help her nerves. And it ends up being more more sweet than than dirty, being reassuring to her. She does well in her set. The jokes I saw didn't seem that funny. <laughs> she has a little bit in there about uh, when everyone loves it. I thought it sounded lame. 
and <laughs> that is the book. So just to recap, it was weirdly and randomly, jarringly offensive oh, in the beginning offensive, for no reason. Just for, for no reason. Uh, there's a lot of women hating women. She's a tiny little bird-boned person, and he is big man, and she gets picked up a lot. He's massive. Yeah. Didn't like that. I told you, it's like a bench. And I don't like it when main characters gaslight themselves and when there's a forced forgiveness plot for something that is honestly unforgivable. Yeah, big unforgivable. Uh, obviously, this is this is a one-star book. This is a one-star <laughs> book. I'm so sorry. I think this is our first one-star. I think this is our first one-star, and I'm, I'm so sorry that it's a Tessa Bailey book because I really love Tessa Bailey. I know. But I don't know. This one just wasn't hitting. Like, I don't find myself ever wanting to reread this again i found the first read through to be a massive struggle yeah this is not a i'm gonna go back and i i mean like even books that i don't particularly enjoy i might go back and like read the read the sex scenes no yeah i never want to see this book again it wasn't good it made me unhappy and yep that's what i'm gonna say about that didn't like it a whole lot what more is there to say honestly do you do you have a suggestion this week buddy i can go first because i always make you go first um uh, I'm gonna say that you should listen to Billie Eilish's album. I, I'm a big fan of of Miss Eilish. I'm actually probably a, a, a super fan of Miss Eilish at this point. I'm not good enough to buy her uh, Alexa speaker. That actually is not the vibe. Um, but I thought her album was great. I think <laughs> I think there's only like one song on there that I'm like not a huge fan of, just because it's not necessarily the music that I like to hear from her. I don't want to say it's a bad song, but yep, Billie Eilish's album. Uh, happier than ever that shit was fire listen to it a bunch of times it was awesome that's so weird i was also going to suggest billy eilish's album <laughs> we talked about this before the podcast that's not true i was originally also going to suggest uh a music album uh i have since pivoted from that and i'm gonna stay on the true crime paranormal uh-huh train and i just recently came across this podcast from one of my friends on facebook they posted about it uh it's called morbid it's a true crime podcast it's two ladies uh one of them is a mortician oh and uh they just talk about true crime and if you really enjoy true crime you will probably enjoy this podcast it is really good oh she's an autopsy technician i'm sorry okay yeah it's really good you guys should check it out i will uh i guess i'll read this out i'm hey this is probably going to be under Solid. two hours. It depends on how. I'm, I might have my husband edit this one, so you guys let us know if it sucks. Um, but <laughs> this might be an hour and a half episode. But my dad comes in. Yeah, because we usually can cut out about like at least like ten to ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah. Uh, my dad comes in tomorrow. I have to make uh, lemon curd. I have to make a cheesecake. I have to clean Yikes. our house. I mean, most of it's clean. I just need to like do you know bathrooms, things like that, uh, and do some yeah, sheets yeah, yeah, yeah. for the bed. But I got a lot of stuff to do. Just some small stuff. I might wake up real early tomorrow. He doesn't get until like four, but. All right. You can find us on Instagram at what did we just read? Twitter at what did we read? Or you can email us at what we read podcast at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page. Search for what did we just read? If you'd like to read along with us, see what books are coming up or grab a copy of a book we've already finished. You can check out our book club page on Amazon book clubs. Search for what did we just read? If you love us, give us a five-star review. Share with your friends. We love you. Definitely keep listening. We love you guys. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Um, That's right. And, um, we hope. I hope you have a good um, a. Uh, Every time. I, I, I have one. I, I thought I was gonna a, a lustrum, which is a five year period. So I hope the next five years are just like a good <laughs> five years. A lustrum. Uh, 
hope you have a good fortnight. Oh, we're going back to both of us do one now? Thought we just picked one and then that was our that was that was it for the week, Justin. <laughs> oh, all right, yeah, that's fine. You can cut this out then. He's not gonna cut it out. <laughs> now you now you've just now you've just fucked it. He's not. You just fucked us. Justin. He's not gonna cut it out. I'm sorry. I forgot. It's fine. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with you. Have a good lustrum, you guys. Hope the next five years are just incredible. Get a good five year plan. Have a good next Yeah, a good next five years. Oh <laughs> we will see you guys next week <laughs> with a book. Oh, we next week. Well, I, I mean, I'll say it, but like next week we're moving into Halloween spooky stuff. Oh yeah, it'll be our, our first spooky book. Maybe not like spooky, but like Halloween themed books. Halloween so themed book. Good, yeah. I, I don't know if they're gonna be good. I have some Halloween themed romances coming up. We'll find, <laughs> we'll find out. out with you guys. You'll hopefully no other romance novel sends me into this much of a rage. Anyway, we'll see yeah. you guys next week. We love you. Have we a good lustrum. Um, <laughs> bye. Bye.